Welcome to the Future of Money podcast by the Digital Euro Association. In this podcast, you will learn about the disruption of technology in the monetary and financial system. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Welcome to this DEA, Digital EU Association podcast episode, where we talk about CBDC and the digital euro. My name is Valentin Seehausen, and I am here with uh, Cesar Bashir Brahim, Chief Strategy Officer of the MetaMuisorian Wallet Network. Um, hi, Cesar. How are you doing? Hi, Valentin. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you so much. And thank you for the DEA to, of uh, hosting me today. Thanks for making the time. I know that you are very busy. Um, I know what's going on at your side. And this is why you're here to talk about um, what you are doing at the Sovereign Wallet Network and especially um, yeah, about your engagements with the CBDC's projects. And um, may I ask you to introduce yourself shortly, Cesar? Thank you, Valentin. So my, my name is Cesar. I'm uh, the Chief Strategy Officer of Metamui Sovereign Wallet Network. I'm based in uh, Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, Sovereign Wallet Network, uh, or SWN, is, is the, the company behind the development of a technology called MetaMui, identity-based blockchain. So SWN, or Sovereign Wallet Network, has uh, redesigned the blockchain and developed MetaMui blockchain. We are proud today uh, to provide the state-of-the-art uh, fourth-generation blockchain uh, with mainnets launched on January 3rd uh, last year and upgraded uh, to the fourth upgrade on December 2021. Uh, so our philosophy is that MetaMui uh, identity-based blockchain is paving uh, the way towards what we call the Internet of Sovereign Digital Currencies. Okay, thank you. They are, that is a strong claim that I really love about your company. And um, yeah, you just named it, right? Fourth generation blockchain. This sounds so interesting and so um, bold. So please um, tell our interested listeners what you mean about uh, with the, um, yeah, this word um, fourth generation um, blockchain. And um, as you talk about it, also please um, shed some light on the innovation of this like self-sovereign identity, um, which is called SS. ID, uh, because I think this will be uh, important in the next years, right? Thank you, Valentin. It's, it's sometimes uh, weird to, to proclaim something that it is not yet arrived. And indeed, mm -hmm. uh, so we are the fourth generation of blockchain. This means that we are ahead of the existing blockchain technologies. Uh, so Obviously, Bitcoin is the first generation, uh, Ethereum and the other blockchain, uh, enterprise blockchain technologies are the second generation. And nowadays we hear noises here and there that people are trying to upgrade to the third generation. But we are saying that uh, the fourth generation is al already here and it's called Metamui. So mm. Metamui uh, redesigned the blockchain from, from the scratch. So mainly that uh, it has uh, taken the old generation of blockchain and built up a completely new uh, blockchain. And this blockchain is built upon a technology, an existing technology that's called uh, self-sovereign identity. So we haven't developed the SSID. The SSID technology exists and validated by, by the Web3 uh, protocols and standards. So we took this technology and 
combine it with the traditional blockchain technology and we build a completely new uh, uh, blockchain uh, based on identity. So the design approach of Metamwe is completely opposite uh, to uh, most token technologies that actually follow the anonymous concepts, uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple and, and, and other technologies. So Metamwe chose to redesign uh, the blockchain structure and integrated the identity uh, uh, in the concept. So meaning that all the operating uh, 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 nodes in the network uh, are known and they have a digital identity. And the main reason for, for that is to satisfy uh, the regulatory framework uh, of uh, uh, current financial system, uh, such as the, the FAT rules and other uh, legislation uh, uh, as implemented by, by governments and, and countries. Yeah, that, that's very interesting, right? It's basically this blockchain where you don't have this anonymous or um, pseudonymous um, addresses, um, but you actually know that when I send a transaction to you or sign something that it's actually me, Valentin Seosen, that signs uh, for, for you. And actually, the concept, it doesn't expose you as Valentin Seosen. Uh, mm -hmm. So what we mean about a DID or decentralized identity is we create a digital identity that enables you to have a, a, a pseudonym, uh, which will be your DID, but your actual identity is validated by what we call the, the network sponsor. Um, later I can, I can elaborate more when we come to the CBDC, but just to brief you about this uh, DID, uh, when you log into our SSID app, you are going through the same AML uh, uh, CFT process that you put all your information the same way we give it to the bank, for example. And then the bank or the government uh, will validate your identity as it's you, Valentin Zihausen, after you submit the passport copy or the, 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 the identity card or whatever, so they validate your identity and enable you to create a digital identity by issuing you what we call a verificial credential. So when you get this verificial credential that you are indeed the person that is creating his DID, you will enjoy the rest of your digital life using this DID. So your real identity as Valentin Zihausen would never be exposed in the transaction, rather that all your transaction will be signed by you, your DID. Uh, it could be a number, a pseudonym, or whatever you choose to do uh, with. So your privacy will be uh, in control by you, uh, and only you, and it is validated by a trusted third part authority, the government or your bank. So this is just to brief about the digital identity. So we are not replacing the blockchain to expose people, but rather uh, build a blockchain where users and operating nodes are known through the, the DID. And if any doubt uh, or verification of those actors, only the users will be allowing the third part to, to check uh, if they are genuine uh, people or not. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Cesar, especially for this phrase of um, providing identity once. And I quote you, uh, enjoying the rest of your digital life. Um, I really like that. <laughs> yes, and, Be because um, w w when we are talking about the metaverse, 
and and the, the a completely new world uh, we need to prepare for that uh, so some people and, and here let's open a small code as well to talk about the metaverse some people think that it's it's a way of extending the virtual reality or the gaming space or these avatar things but our approach or metamui point of view for the metaverse is that we think it will be the world that reflects or connects our real life with the digital life that we we are going to be in and that's why we will see in the future a parallel world our existing world have a digital presence but in contrapart it is linked with real life so they are not fictive they are not fiction uh, elements you as uh, valentine you will have your avatar in the metaverse but this avatar is is validated and verified that it is you and you are not like having multiple identities to live your metaverse future but rather you are having your virtual avatar to live in the digital world at the same time you are you physically uh, valentine living in the real world so this is just to and and they close the, the parenthesis yeah, and this is um, this makes sure that every participant of the um, network is basically known. But on the other hand, I can choose to be anonymous, right? So you actually combine like both, like both the best of both worlds of like uh, anonymity and um, actually knowing um, that everything is like regulated and in, safe. In, in, indeed, uh, indeed. So this is the meta philosophy that we haven't taken a position. Uh, from the beginning, so the founder of the company tried to bridge the two worlds, so the anonymous blockchain and the, the, the government side, which is mm. sovereign identified side, and we tried to combine these two worlds and create the bridge. Uh, so this this is the main philosophy that, that Metamui blockchain is based on. We, we talk a principle, fundamental, principle which is the identity and knowing with whom you are dealing and this is what governments and banks uh, are looking for the other uh, side we took the powerful blockchain technology that is used uh, by by uh, cryptocurrencies uh, that favoring this anonymity and we combine both of them to create this genius of, of metamui technology okay that's interesting so um I don't want to dive too much into technical deep, uh, like deep technical um, details, but I mean, our listeners are used to blockchains like Ethereum with uh, proof of work and uh, also proof of stake. <laughs> Ethereum, like this year, maybe having both. Um, so, like, how does um, like what is the main difference between your solution and what are the benefits? Like, and why do you propose like your solution? Yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank yeah. you for this question. Even though I'm, yeah. I'm not the, the the best suitable person to speak technically uh, on the technology, but I, I did my homework as well. I, <laughs> just I give an overview. <laughs> yeah, just give an overview. Let's totally fine. Of course. So as, as yeah. I mentioned, so Metamui blockchain allows users to have this uh, uh, decentralized identity we call DID, making it the first platform to truly provide the users with a reliable identity-based ownership uh, uh, transfer of their assets. Uh, because the main reason for traditional blockchain that you can transfer uh, uh, the, your assets in an anonymous base and you enjoy the, the underground economy. Uh, in, in the other side, Mitamui 
provided users with this identity-based ownership transfer, so we know uh, clearly the owner of the, the assets and then we can trade it safety in safe a safest way so this also make it possible for the technology to provide uh, public notarization of financial transaction for instance however uh, short comparison with the existing uh, uh, or current enterprise blockchain technology uh, so th they lack this uh, identity integration because the fundamental principle for them is anonymity so the identity was ignored from the beginning uh, mm -hmm. And uh, another thing is uh, when we speak about this uh, uh, scalability uh, and yeah. uh, upgradability, we know that Ethereum, for instance, and the major blockchain technology have issues to shut down the network and do the upgrade. And it is not enjoying this is smooth uh, transaction and upgrade uh, of the technology. This is another feature. Comparatively, our MetaMoo technology in one year since we launched the mainnet, we made four upgrades without even shutting the network, without even that the users uh, uh, noticed that we, we made a, a major change. But in the, in the backend uh, development, we made the entire upgrade to a second and third and fourth upgrade in a short uh, working time. So uh, the third uh, point of difference, it's, it's this scalability. Uh, and mm -hmm. and uh, uh, the way that we can have uh, uh, unlimited or multiple or, or uh, huge uh, transaction in, in the network. Uh, so Metamui features uh, have uh, specific uh, uh, parameters that enables this kind of basic fundamental uh, uh, characteristic of the traditional blockchain. So uh, another thing, uh, as I mentioned, so the traditional blockchain or enterprise blockchain are still run into this performance issue. Uh, once in a while, we see that the network has been shut and, and the users are, are, are worried about what is going on with, with, the, with the, the, this network. Uh, and this is what uh, triggered the need for a continuous from the community. I, I mean, uh, a need for finding uh, other solution to solve this actual problem. Uh, so the fundamental uh, uh, basic of uh, Metam, we uh, tried to solve this issue of uh, uh, scalability and performance. Uh, and uh, uh, the basic is when we have multiple nodes uh, in the network, meaning the participating nodes in the network, we can reach unlimited uh, literally unlimited transaction per second because those participating nodes uh, in what we called a public permission of the blockchain uh, which is metamui uh, the multiple nodes we have the, the multiple uh, uh, or the maximum volume of transaction we can reach and here again uh, back to your question about the the, the pow and the pos uh, in in the in a public permission of the blockchain as metamui we don't have such uh, a, a concept uh, so there is no miners uh, it is public permissioned meaning that it is open for any actor to join the network but it is at the same time permissioned meaning that the op the existing operating node will themselves decide if they accept the new operating node or not and it is using the internet. So by multiplying the nodes in the network, 
we can literally reach, uh, not saying a million transactions per second, but I can say billions transactions per second when we take a look about what is waiting, uh, the future of humanity with the Internet of, uh, of Things, with the machine-to-machine -machine, uh, 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 financial transaction and with the metaverse world. So we need to be prepared for this time. We are not just satisfied to see that, uh, okay, so some uh, uh, like uh, technologies, uh, enterprise blockchain technologies are enjoying between 3,000 to, let's say, 50,000 transactions per second. But what about the, the, this entire world that is waiting right there uh, with the actual population? The global population is six or seven billions. Uh, adding to that the machine-to-machine, -machine, adding to, to that all the, the connected device and the metaverse world, we need to be prepared for that. That's why we see that the vision for MetaMui is to educate first all uh, uh, operating uh, uh, nodes that willing to join the network uh, to be uh, ready for what is waiting for, for the future and join the network and enjoy this, these features that MetaMui is offering today. Okay, well, and this is why I really enjoy talking to you, Cesar, um, because, yeah, you just offer um, anonymity and um, at the same time regulation and um, unlimited transactions per second, which would basically render, I guess, gas, gas costs and transaction costs like pretty, pretty low, right? Yeah, yeah, let's call it first because I, I need to, to correct the, the concept. Let's don't use the word anonymity and use uh, rather than that privacy. Uh, because privacy. We, we, we care uh, about the privacy of the users and yes. the, uh, our, our, biz, our technology is putting the users in charge of controlling his data. He will be the one in charge of uh, controlling his data and share it with whoever he wants. Because here is once again a technical detail that Mitamui is providing. We don't deal with the data. When, when any banks or governments come to us raising this issue saying that, uh, what about the data? Uh, are you dealing with the data? We say we don't store data. We don't use data. The data never uh, leave the device of the user because uh, Mitamui process the, 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 uh, or record the transaction on the edge of the blockchain. So we don't enter to the blockchain. So this means that you put your, your information, personal information in your device, send it to the network, process it on the edge, and then return it back to you. And then if anyone wants to check your data, he needs permission from you. So he will send you a request through the app requesting if you allow him or not to check the, your data. So this is for the privacy things. And then the second, uh, you mentioned about the the, the the, the, this huge transaction, uh, it, it is possible. It is not a thing that we are saying it is possible because technically speaking, multiplying the network uh, will uh, reach this kind of, of huge or unlimited transactions. Sorry, but back yeah. to your question. Yeah, absolutely. You are right. Privacy is the correct term. I should have known this uh, working for the Digital EU Association. <laughs> Sorry for not using it. Um, but still, I would um, I would really say that you are um, very good in coining terms because uh, um, yeah, like taking this discussion like from the technical realm into the monetary realm. My next question would be um, like, why is this so useful for central banks and for um, for for national or international monetary systems where we talk about um, yeah requirements of a CBDC and 
I just want to I just want to ask you to um, introduce also um, what you call the CBDC design dilemma or better say tree lemma because um, the, uh, you mentioned this like when we got to know each other uh, last year and I really like this term and I, like for me personally I heard it from you for the first time so I think you've got you've got uh, some very interesting things to say um, in, in, about this. Indeed, thank you, thank you, Valentin. Uh, so last year was was a hectic year for for everyone in the CBDC. We we saw it like wait for this year, Caesar. <laughs> yeah, indeed, <laughs> we are prepared for that. By the way, uh, so if if we compare just uh, January twenty twenty one. Uh, with December 2021, there, there is a huge difference. Uh, we started Absolutely. barely speaking about CBDC, uh, even uh, central bankers back to January. Most of them, they, they, they are confused in saying CBDC, some of them saying CDBC and, and the things. It, th that was just uh, 11 months ago. Uh, and then yeah. by the end of the year, uh, we are sure now that 90% of central banks around the world are pretty aware about this, these four, four letters. And sure. they are putting them every single day, they put CBDC on, on Google Alerts to see what is going on on the air. This is, I'm pretty sure, if, if any central bank around the world. Uh, so back well, right sure. to your question, uh, uh, the use for the financial uh, uh, blockchain technology to the financial sector and to satisfy the CBDC, which is the, the current uh, uh, question. We have been for the past year and uh, or so meeting with with central banks uh, around the world from from the, the six or five continents, uh, and more and more we hear the same concerns. We hear the same the same element uh, that uh, central banks would never work on a CBDC project without satisfying those things. Uh, first, they always ask about this. Uh, um, control, decentralization, centralization. Uh, are we giving control to someone else? Are we keeping to ourselves? Uh, that was one of the, the first issues that Central Bank uh, asked about it. The second thing is, is the privacy uh, of the information because the Central Bank is the heart uh, of, of any country because they are carrying the, the, the national uh, security uh, not in, in arms and, and, uh, and military, but in the finance and information about their citizen. So they want to make sure that this privacy is still a sovereign matter and they are the one in charge to protect it. Uh, and here again, they raise the issue of the data, who is threatening the data, who is storing the data, who is managing the data and things. And besides that, they speak about other features uh, of, of the use of the future money. Uh, sorry, here we need to, to make a pause. Uh, I, I repeat again. So, uh, and again, they, they talk about this, uh, the other features of the, the use of the future of the money, uh, literally meaning that programmability of money, how we can uh, use the digital money in order to uh, optimize uh, the, the, the public uh, 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 procurement and the public expenditure uh, in the future. Also, they, they speak about uh, uh, some technical issues like offline payment and, and uh, uh, many other features. And here again, so speaking about the trilemma, uh, there was a trilemma before the CBDC design trilemma. 
uh, blockchain in a blockchain that was a, 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 a term or a, a, a hope I don't know if I call it a, a wish from the Ethereum founder uh, he was talking about the perfect blockchain uh, he would see uh, Ethereum uh, reaching in the future and he raised this, uh, used this terminology saying blockchain trilemma, but he was talking about something else. So he was talking about uh, uh, security, decentralization and scalability. Because those are, I think, one of them, the security is covered much more by the traditional blockchain. Decentralization is still more and more an issue because when we say it is a consensus based, this means that we eliminated the mediator, but at the same time, we created thousands of mediators in the blockchain because the, the, there is no, no uh, uh, block created without the, the, the intervention of this multiple mediation. And, and this is an issue that current blockchain actually are, are suffering from. The scalability, once again, uh, how, how long? Now we, we have 13 years from the, the starting of, of, blockchain, of Bitcoin, uh, meaning in 2009 and we are in 2022 uh, and the scalability issue is still uh, ethereum and the most of the the, the, the enterprise the blockchain are talking about 3000 to maybe 20000 or so uh, some of the current uh, or up running blockchain uh, cbdc's they are aiming to reach 50000 or even 100000 uh, transaction per second so this issue is still so metam we came with with not only solved the blockchain trilemma, so meaning the security, decentralization, and scalability, uh, but also solved what we call the CBDC design trilemma. And those are uh, including the concerns of central banks, which are identity, meaning that any central bank to uh, publish or deploy CBDC, they need to know every single acting node in the network. And we cannot satisfy this without having an identity-based technology that serves the CBDC. Programmability, meaning that the use of money, the same way we use it to use it physically, we need to find a way to use it digitally. And here the way how we make it programmable money, how we make it uh, 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 running in the system in a more transparent way, and the public expenditure went to the right uh, source or, or, or channels where we, we, we uh, spend them. And the third one is security. Uh, we add, at Mitam, we add more layers uh, of security into the current blockchain. This is, in general, what's, what's about the, this CBDC design trilemma. It's mainly built to, to solve the, the main concerns of any CBDC to be, de, de, be de, deployed. And it's, it's having this kind of futuristic vision because we see beyond actual uh, problems, we try to solve even future or anticipate uh, future uh, scenarios that, that could arise uh, when it comes to, to uh, CBDC implementation by any central bank. Excellent, excellent. Thank you very much. And um I think you don't have to explain like why and how this has tremendous implications for uh, KYC and AML, like uh, know your customer and like anti-money laundering regulations. Um, 
but let's like rather talk about um, your daily business because you have uh, such a huge amount of knowledge, right? And like this insider knowledge uh, about central banks and like you, you actually make claims that you know what central banks want to know while I uh, know from my daily business that uh, central banks um, like are often like uh, diff difficult to reach and um, it, uh, it, it also makes sense that they um, keep confidential what, what they do, right? Behind closed doors, um, especially when we talk about inflation and other, and other things. But tell us like, 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 how, like how did you acquire this knowledge in, in your day-to-day -day life and um, in your daily business? And like, how do you talk to central banks? And especially, <laughs> like, why do you share this knowledge uh, like in the public? And um, aren't you afraid that competition will take? take up and um, could also highly benefit from this information. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Valentin. And uh, you remember when we, we uh, reached uh, DEA uh, first last year, uh, I, I, I point out one, one major point is this educational uh, knowledge sharing approach that we are using. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that, I, I can remember was, it very vividly. It, it was my first partnership. Uh, <laughs> uh, talk to you, uh, Cesar. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was exactly the same thing. So we believe we are in a learning process. Learning process from two sides. First, uh, sharing the knowledge uh, and trying to educate people about Metamui because it is a completely a new technology that we need to make it clear we don't confuse with the traditional blockchain. And we spent a lot of time to explain that, that this is a completely different, all the fundamental principle people use it to learn on, on the blockchain are completely different on Metamui blockchain. The fundamental principle of anonymity is replaced by, by the, the identity based, the regulation is satisfied on Metamui, uh, CBD, in, Met, in Metamui technology are, are uh, on, on the traditional blockchain, they encourage more what we call the underground economy. When we are talking about the scalability or upgradability, Metamui is upgradable without even hitting the system. Uh, rather, the enterprise uh, uh, traditional uh, blockchain are suffering from this issue of making the scalability and upgradability and uh, other features like the, 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 the unlimited transaction per second and, and also this uh, adaptability and, and uh, compatibility because this is a real, a real issue. So this is the first part of, of uh, education and learning is about the technology itself. So we need to send straightforward message that distinguish Metamui from the existing uh, uh, blockchain. The, the second one is learning about uh, the target, learning about uh, the, the, the target markets and the target actors. And here again is the central bank and CBDC. As of now, uh, no, no one can, can uh, uh, proclaim that there is CBDC experts uh, somewhere around the world unless those experts has witnessed a successful deployment of CBDC. Otherwise, they are all learners. They are reading those CBDC reports, those articles, and, and everyone is on, on, on the internet. So no one can proclaim and say, I am CBDC expert because he hadn't witnessed the uh, uh, creation or the build of a CBDC from A to Z and now is, is talking about a successful story. 
So this is just to, to close the parentheses. So we are all learning. And learning, uh, it, it includes uh, uh, learning those uh, open public reports on CBDCs, the article, this effort that, uh, that many people are doing. Uh, and here again, I need, I need to raise a point that uh, DEA is opening a CBDC uh, working group uh, shortly next week. I'm, I'm proud to be part of that. Uh, and this is the, the main reason that learning process, I need to be involved in such a, a research and working group. Uh, so I personally met more than 20 or so uh, central bank in a direct uh, uh, meeting that we wow, were uh, demo or showcase the meet with technology and I met more than 60 or so central banks through different conference uh, and roundtable discussion I have uh, uh, been uh, part through the, the past year uh, by discussing with uh, those central banks uh, you learn uh, the real needs you learn from them uh, what, what are the, the known disclosed uh, uh, requirements that the central banks are, are willing? Uh, for example, central bankers uh, never uh, tell you that uh, we want to keep or to maintain our control of, of the monetary policy. Mm -hmm. And uh, even though that they see that the actual financial system is, is almost uh, taking all the control from them. We see how, how central banks are, are dealing with the multinational when, when it comes to the financial transaction, using private networks to do the transaction, using the issue of storing the data, and they need to pay the one that protects and transfer and, and, and secure the data. So they are suffering from that. So when we are saying that the CBDC is paving the way to a new financial order. By the way, this is not me who is saying that. Uh, the, the IMF in 2020 uh, made this public that uh, uh, sent a message to the central banks around the world warning them that they need to be prepared for the next uh, Britain Woods. So this means that the current financial system uh, have, have uh, like a few years uh, to, 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 to keep running. And we are aiming that the CBDC is the replacement. The replacement sorry so that's why uh, when we get close to those central banks uh, uh, hear from them listen what they are saying to their concerns we didn't say that we uh, like in a quick very fast way we customize the technology and say okay our technology is is perfect it should play into what you are saying no th th those concerns were included through the development of Metamui, which took over 25 years, it is not yesterday that we started developing the technology. So it took literally two decades for the founder, Phantom Secure Yun, to redesign and build the blockchain for the financial use. He was one of, of the students in a master program of the founder of the, the Net Cash in 1991. Uh, this is the first, uh, uh, very first version of the electronic payment. And he worked after that in uh, improving the technology and tried to learn more of the existing technology until he reached the point to build this bridge between the, the blockchain, anonymous based, and the requirements of the government using the identity blockchain and developed the metamo. So it took a while for, for reaching this development and that's why when we talk about with central banks 
we are more in a relaxing position. We don't see the existing, even the, 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 the companies that are running to provide CBDC solution today as competitor, because we have a completely different technology. And we see them rather as potential collaborator. So when they join Metamui network, we can identify different ways that they can be included in the network. That's why when I said we are pretty relaxed to disclose or, or, or mm. to share the knowledge, we are not afraid because 100% sure that it would take them two decades to reach the development of Metamui. And that's why here again, when we say it's a fourth generation of blockchain, it will take time for the existing technologies to reach the powerful solution and features that Metamui is today uh, using. Uh, so it was a visionary way from the, 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 the principal design of Metamui that we have included all the concerns, actual and the future, uh, uh, for the financial system, uh, seeing it a, a, a better future when we call it, this is this, uh, the future of sovereign internet uh, of digital currencies. So we are trying to uh, contribute in building uh, the new form of financial system, which is using the internet and which is supporting digital sovereign digital currencies to run this system. That's why I, I'm, I'm pretty much relaxing uh, when, when I spoke about the, the CBDC implementation and the, uh, all the concerns. Uh, so t today and after uh, like uh, spent more than uh, one year in, in developing uh, the technology today, it's, it's mature. Mitamui uh, CBDC platform now is, is ready. It's a kind of a, a, a platform that use the cloud-based, like the, the AWS uh, thing, but it's for CBDC. It means that uh, uh, since we are a meta blockchain, means that uh, a multi-ledger blockchain, each country can enjoy having its own blockchain. We just give them the license to access to the network. They will be the one responsible uh, um, in, in, in running uh, their uh, blockchain and uh, deploying the, their network, adding more nodes and uh, uh, publishing their CBDC using Metamui technology. So, uh, in, in short, so we are a service provider that try to facilitate or shortcut the CBDC uh, deployment uh, and CBDC publication using a network uh, 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 that satisfy all the, 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 the requirements for, for any central bank and, and CBDC. Okay, yeah, perfect. Thank you very much. And this is why I really enjoy talking to you as, um, yeah, you have this extensive knowledge and, um, yeah, you really like to share your knowledge. And I, I find it really inspiring to be um, as humble as you are after all this experience, especially of your uh, founder, Phantom. Um, uh, by claiming uh, there are no experts and we are all learning and we are we at the digital you association are amazed by the interest of like co-learning together and like we had more than 100 um, experts and fellows um, we, we we call it experts it, it, yes, but you're right yes. there are no so cbdc's it's, it's, building, it's building in expertise yeah. of course uh, but uh, yeah, when absolutely. it comes to cbdc it needs uh, to, to be having a field expertise and just uh, if i take one minute from your time just to, to say that we we concluded successfully uh, by the end of, of last year uh, a pilot 
uh, that shows a, a real life running CBDC with a micronation in Australia and as a testimony so people can can uh, reach out to them and see if, if our meetup with CBDC is working uh, perfectly or not. So we are inviting every central bank to approach us and uh, uh, test our Metamui CBDC uh, platform. Okay, awesome. I just wanted to ask you about this. And um, I mean, maybe we're going to have another discussion about that because this is very interesting uh, for us, for me personally, and especially for our listeners, um, the, the involvement in pilots. But yeah, we have to cut it off here um, as um, the conversation was... Um, uh, actually like 10 minutes over time um, I know that our listeners are very busy and um, I want to thank you for listening to the Digital Euro Association podcast today and increasing your knowledge and your your expertise co-learning together with us about uh, CBDC and digital um, currencies um, Cesar do you have any um, uh, maybe short um, last words to our listeners I, I would uh, highlight at the end that the, the role of, of Digital Euro Association that started with the aim to promoting uh, Digital Euro, but I see it uh, having more uh, expansional role of promoting CBDC around the world. Uh, you are doing great, great work and I, I will be very happy to contribute uh, into uh, uh, spreading and sharing knowledge within the, the, the DA community in the future. Thank you, Valentin, for hosting me. Thank you, Cesar. Yeah, we, we built uh, on the shoulders of giants and uh, we have the best community in the world, world, I would say. So, yeah, thanks for being part of it. And especially thanks for taking time to record this podcast and have a great day, everyone. See you.